Hello there, good evening. Welcome to The Final Whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, a win and a clean sheet as Southampton beat Bournemouth 1-0 at the Vitality Stadium. Uh, we certainly enjoyed that one, didn't we, Steve? And with us to talk all about that game is former Saints captain Dean Hammond and NBC's lead soccer writer, Joe Prince-Wright. Uh, Dean, we'll come to you first. We spoke before the game about the importance of the result in this one and the boys got the job done tonight. I certainly did, Kenzie. Um, really professional performance, um, a good away performance. I thought they, to a man, worked ever so hard, um, put a real shift in for, for each other and for, for, for the football club um, and a brilliant three points. Um, a fantastic goal from, from Shea, a real instinctive header, which we know kind of that's his way of scoring goals, really instinctive goals, good movement. Um, and I thought he was exceptional tonight. I thought he was actually incredible the, the way he played in terms of his role for the for the team. Um, the team showed real resilience. They defended well. Um, Bazuna didn't really have too many saves to make. He had a couple of saves, but quite comfortable saves from from long range. Really, um, I thought the game management at the end was fantastic. The way they kept possession at times to to run the clock down and see the game out. Um, if that, if Shea had scored that goal in the second half with that move, it would have been one of the goals of, of the season because it must have been 15 to 20 passes, movement from the players. Um, it was it was fantastic. So I think that the players and the team showed many signs um, to their game tonight, um, but it was a real team performance. Have they played better? Yes. Um, have there been more memorable results? Yes. But I think that's a really important three points for for the players tonight, uh, moves us up the league. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to the players. I thought it was a really professional, disciplined um, performance uh, from each player tonight. Yeah, 14th in the league now, Joe. Just how important were those three points and what was your overall assessment of the game? Really important, Kenzie. As we said before, this was about building on that draw against West Ham, getting three points tonight. That's a really good return from those last two games against two very tough teams in Bournemouth. Longest unbeaten run in the Premier League at six games uh, heading into this one. So I think for Saints to score so early, just kind of knock the stuffing out of them, confidence. You can tell the home fans are at the vitality, just really um, quieting down a little bit. And as Dean mentioned there, Saints managed the game from start to finish really, really well. There weren't too many shaky moments, a few crosses into the box late on that were a little bit difficult to deal with. But I thought, you know, at the back, Salasu and uh, Shaladasar were excellent as a centre-back partnership. I think throughout the team, players just put in a shift. You look around and every single player was a, a 7 or an 8 out of 10 tonight. Again, not the most beautiful, attractive, open display or game overall. But Saints rolled their sleeves up and did what they had to do tonight. And uh, so many good individual performances, but... Yeah, it, it was much needed win. And I think going into this run of tough games now, that gives Saints a little bit of breathing space and they need it. And I think, as I said before, given their performances over this uh, first 11, 12 games of the season, this is the kind of points return I expected them to have. And I think they're bang on target for what the performances deserve. So, yeah, a much needed three points and um, I guess self-coast bragging rights once again. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Even if it's not a derby to Saints fans, boy, 
do they need their team to play like it's a Derby Joe Tesson because Saints need a win here tonight. He's got it back, Elianusi. He's on the edge of the D. He's running across the penalty area from right to left. He's got support from Perro. Early cross, fizzed in, and it's 1-0 to Saints. And Shea Adams has headed Southampton into the lead of the Vitality Stadium. It's only the second game he's scored in this season in the Premier League. Whipped into the penalty area. Not the best from Lewis Cook. Headed away, Adam Smith chucks it back in, there's height in there. Billing on the spin! Fantastic save for Zulu, but the flag goes up anyway. Lewis Cook, little clever ball inside to Phil Billing, 35 yards out, time to shoot, and it's pushed away by Mazzuno, two hands to his right, and behind for a Bournemouth corner. Lewis Cook trying to whip it in, right-footed, as plenty of fans still taking their seats, getting our way. In it comes, into the heart of the penalty area, and it's headed wide, and that was a chance. Stuart Armstrong has it, edge of the penalty, threads it through to Perro. Perro pulls it back to Adams, he's shot, he's blocked, comes out for Elliot Nusi and he horribly screws it off the outside of his boot. Tavernier with his left foot from that right-hand side will swing this in, under the crossbar, Pazunu got a touch and he didn't get enough of a touch, it was put back by Cook into the box and somehow Saints have scrambled it away and Lewis Cook has it back on this left wing. The Saints fans are starting to believe in the third minute of stoppage time. They lead by a goal. Lianco plays it long. Jenepo's going to pick it up. Jenepo on his left foot. Oh, he's hit it straight at the goalkeeper. And Shea Adams, he's furious with him for not passing it. But yeah, we are it's, seconds away. The game away. should be over now, uh, well, Adam. How much time have we yet. played? It's not over yet. And Saints, as the whistle goes to John Brooks' mouth, have a win. They're first in six games. They're first away clean sheet since October last year and a huge night for Southampton. As you say, Joe, uh, not a beautiful and attractive game, but the opening goal certainly was just nine minutes on the clock when Shea headed us in front. Um, talk us through that goal. Yeah, wonderful play again from Shea initially. Obviously, the ball goes forward, uh, works well to hold it up. Good hold up play. Al Yanusi then drifts from one side to the other. Um, keeps hold of the ball, looked like he maybe have kept hold of it for too long. Uh, but he showed his composure, calmness then. Uh, Perot made a great run down the left wing, kind of checked his run a little bit. Alianusi saw him, played it out wide. Then a fantastic cross from Perot. He scored at the weekend, whipping in some great balls. Uh, tonight, I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> his work rate was incredible and he was really, really putting a shift in. But a great cross into a very dangerous area. And I love Shea Adams's movement because uh, the Bournemouth defender, Sanisi, he basically, it's, it's dangerous, right? They say when you can see uh, a defender's number, then you you know you're onto a winner there. And he was just behind him and at the last moment just spun in front of him. Great movement. The Bournemouth defender had no idea where he was. He came from his blind side. And then it was a really deft header, superb flick. Like Dean mentioned, when he's kind of instinctive, that's when Shea Adams is at his best. Um, but did a lot of good work to get himself into that position. Quality cross, quality header and a quality goal from Saints and they deserve that lead. Yeah, they most certainly did. And uh, Shea Adams receiving quite a lot of love on the socials. Lots of fans commenting on his performance tonight. Gary Dabs on Twitter has said, Shea Adams, absolutely superb. Never stopped running. Led us from the front. Uh, Chris Wentz on YouTube. So happy with that result. Shea is a scoring lion. Uh, and Dean Cook also getting involved in the chat. He says, Shea Adams with a masterclass in how to play the target man role tonight. Uh, so definitely deserved love for him this evening. And, and it was a big goal. 
goal, wasn't it, Dean, for Shea? I mean, it was his first in the league since Leicester away in August. But I think it's fair to say he hasn't been playing like a player that's lacking confidence. No, he's, he's been brilliant, um, Kenzie. And I'm I'm quite biased because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of Shea. Um, I love watching him play. Like you just mentioned there, the dedication he gives to the team and the unselfishness he does for the team sometimes can go unnoticed. Um, but he was brilliant tonight and fully deserved his goal. Uh, and Joe's right. It's all about the cross and it's all about Shea's movement. It's, it's Shea anticipating that, that Perro's going to cross it first time. So the defenders get themselves set and they're almost flat-footed. So Shea gets that half a yard because he's on the move. Um, and he just guides the header lovely, uses the power of the of the cross, doesn't try to move his neck or his head too much, just kind of guides it into that that far corner. So it was a brilliant Southampton goal. And but Shea's been playing really, really well. And it's difficult for strikers sometimes because we all judge them on the amount of goals they score. Um, but the role that Shea plays for Southampton is so vital and so important. He holds the ball up as well as anyone. He's so strong, so strong. He bullies defenders. His willingness to, to run in behind now as well is a delight to see. He gets on the end of things. He creates things out of nothing. So if you're honest about Shea, really, he's doing his role as well as he possibly can. So he's playing brilliantly. I think where it's difficult, he hasn't got a striker alongside him or a partner alongside him who's on 10 to 12 goals at this stage of the season. And then we would talk, be talking about what a perfect partnership. Because I think if Shea gets into double figures, that's a brilliant outcome for him because of all the other jobs he does for the for the, for the team. Um, but he does score some fantastic goals. He really, really does. And if he could maybe get the, the simpler ones, um, he would maybe get those that 15 to, to 20. But there's still development in, in Shea. So I think he's been brilliant and... Do you know what I loved at the end? I think it was probably the 90th minute and he was going crazy at Gineppo for not passing the ball, going crazy. But he didn't stand still and he wasn't criticising. He was going crazy why he was sprinting back for his team to get in a defensive position and to recover. Uh, and that just summed up his performance. I thought he was fantastic tonight. Yeah, you love to see it. But a few fans were calling for VAR to intervene, Joe, when Chris Meppen went high in on Ainsley Maitland-Niles. What did you make of that situation? Yeah, I thought it was a really bad and unnecessary challenge, to be honest, Steve. I mean, the ball was out. It was, you know, the, both the players were off the pitch. Um, and Dean will tell you, this, those kind of things, as professional players, you, you don't do that to a fellow pro. I mean, Maitland-Niles, it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't anything. He was just running along the sidelines. And, and Mepham's come in more than ankle high, uh, caught the back of his Achilles and um, you can tell he meant to do it and kind of leave one on him. And yeah, it was really nasty. I was actually quite surprised that VAR didn't intervene um, and at least have a closer look at it. Um, but Maitland-Niles obviously reacted very angrily. And again, I think as the fellow pro, you just don't expect those kind of challenges to come in. So I think it was a worthy reaction from Maitland-Niles' perspective because those are the kind of challenges that can be... Uh, season ending you know if he catches him in the wrong wrong spot there then uh and with a bit more force which he could have easily done then that'd have been a really nasty one but uh hats off to Maitland-Niles as well I think he applauded the fans when he came off he looked absolutely shattered when he did that uh, and you know in that holding midfield role with Lavia being out injured there's been a gap there and he, he's shown 
he can take that chance and play in that role. He wants to play in that role. Um, but obviously, he's very versatile as well. We might see him at fullback in the uh, the coming games uh, due to some of the injury problems. But uh, yeah, nasty challenge there, Steve, and just really uncalled for from Epham. Well, before we come back to you, Dean, let's head back to our socials and hear from the fans who are uh, very pleased after that win tonight. Lynn Burgess on Facebook has said, right, this is a start. Now we need to keep going. Uh, Lorna Ramsey has said, we won. Let's look forward to the weekend and a nice thumbs up. Yes, indeed. And Julie Boyd says, well done. We needed the points for confidence. And Dean on Facebook has said, well needed three points tonight. Saints forever from Dino, the Northern Saint. Uh, thank you ever so much for the support as always. Uh, now, Dean, we spoke about Bella Kotchap's injury uh, prior to the match, didn't we? We said what a huge blow that was on Sunday. Now, Carl Walker-Peters uh, seemingly joining that injury list. We'll, we'll have to wait to see how bad it is. We're not quite sure the extent of that injury, but it didn't look too good, did it? No, unfortunately not. Um, I think you can see from his reaction, um, he, he knows straight away that... Um, He's caused himself some some trouble there, and I think it's his hamstring, um, which will be big, big for for Cole Walker Peters because obviously he's, he's a quick play, he twists and turn. He's all about power um, and acceleration, and if your hamstring um, is causing you problems, obviously you're not able to do that. So hopefully he's not out for for too long because he's such a a big part of this team. Um, I thought he had moments tonight. Um, he had that great moment in in the first half where. He wriggled through a couple of challenges on the byline and almost set Jarrebo up, which could have made it 2-0. Um, so, yeah, he's a, a huge player for, for Southampton. But these things happen, and this is why managers want big squads and they want um, people to be able to come in and they want competition for, for places. So, obviously, we've got Livramento is out injured. Colca Peters is out injured now right back. But um, you know, I think there's Lewis Payne that's that's came in and played in the cup competitions, may get an opportunity now, and this is what happens um, with with younger players. They get an opportunity out of, of nothing and then suddenly build a career. So you never know with that. Joe's just mentioned that like, the Niles could come in and play at, at that position. I think he's done that when he's been on loan at previous clubs before and maybe played there for, for Arsenal. We've seen Prouty has filled in there at, at times. So hopefully it won't be too disrupting. Um, because he is an important player and hopefully he can re recover pretty quickly. Um, but we will see what the extent of, of that is. But it didn't look great, Kenzie, you're right. We spoke before the game about Schletter and Lianco and who would play in the place of Bella Kocha. Well, Schletter started the game, but we were lucky enough to see both of them, Joe, when Lianco came on and Ralph switched it to a back three. How do you think they got on? First of all, lovely beards, both of them. Very well manicured. Um, but I think, yeah, Shalata Saar looked really, really calm and composed alongside Salas. I mean, obviously it's a blow to lose Balakotchat, but Shalata Saar on the ball was just kind of very calm, knocking it around, uh, some really timely interceptions. I loved how aggressive he was when he had to be as well. Come and stepping out onto Solanke, he's a very physical player, winning a lot of balls in the air. And uh, that partnership seemed to... to work really well. So that was a, a huge positive, I think, from tonight. And Schledesar, obviously, Croatian international, played at a high level, has some big teams in Europe. So um, it's great to see him getting more used to the the pace of the Premier League now. It's going to take him a few weeks for that. Um, so, yeah, really, really positive from him. And then Lianco, when he came on, uh, lovely tackle and a little uh, cross turn on his, the edge of his own penalty box, which, you know, that's Lianco. Um, that's what he does. And... I think he really helped settle things down. Obviously, I know 
there was some reaction in the ground from some of the Saints fans uh, questioning the decision to bring on an extra centre-back uh, when Saints are 1-0 up with 25 minutes to go. But personally, I think it was a great call uh, from the manager. I think that um, it's something that helped them see out the win and get a first clean sheet of the season. He wanted to do it against West Ham at the weekend as well, bring Lianco on in those closing stages. And West Ham unfortunately scored just as he was about to come on, so the, the plan changed. But... I think Lianco is just a great team player, a great player in that kind of situation. Who will he had a great block as well uh, centrally, so he's going to chuck himself in where it hurts. Head falls away, clear balls away. And I think what he actually does in that one situation where he had a nice little turn and then picked out a pass is when he does win it or something does break down. He has the composure to keep the ball, which is key in those areas and those situations when you are trying to hold on to a lead like Saints did. So. Yeah, even though we lost Balakotcha at the weekend, uh, some really positive displays from the other centre-backs. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, now, Ben Power, certainly a happy man. He's getting in touch all the way from down under. He says, a very happy morning here in Australia. A gutsy performance. Uh, Stephen is praising the likes of Adams and Perro. They said they broke, he said they both had great games. Uh, Rupert Davis on Facebook is saying, well done, Saints. And we have a comment here from the YouTube account Red and White. They've said clean sheet was needed, was the most important thing for me. Three points, even better. Yeah, Dean, I mean, Joe touched on it there our first clean sheet of the season just how good will that be for the likes of Gavin Bazunu and our defense it's a big boost because you're going to need to keep clean sheets um during this, the period of the season if you're going to win games um it's the foundation of, of being able to, to win games um and I thought again um Gavin Bazunu was was really really reliable I think that's the word I felt with him over the last probably three or four games I'm I trust him. I feel as though there's a trust in him. He's coming for crosses. He's very commanding. He's making saves that you would expect, um, but saves that are very, very good saves as well. His distribution with the ball is very, very good. So he, he's calm. He'll take that extra touch. He'll try and play out. And if he can't, his distribution over a longer distance is, is improving all the time. Like I say, he comes for crosses, which relieves pressure. Um, and that would have done him the world of good because I think his performance against Man City was good, even though we lost 4-0. I think he made some good saves against West Ham. Um, but a clean sheet for him tonight, he'll be he'll be thriving off that because that's what he wants as a goalkeeper. He wants to keep the ball out of his net. And um, I think he's been good for such a young goalkeeper. Um, he's improving all the time. And I thought the defence was very, very good today. I felt calm with the Southampton's defending. I didn't at any point really feel as though we were going to concede tonight, whether that was the lack of creativity from Bournemouth or just the positioning, um, the reading of the game, um, the willingness and determination from, from Southampton. It was probably a combination of both. Um, but I felt pretty calm tonight and that's that's a good sign. And like I say, it's the first clean sheet and hopefully there can be many, many more this season. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yes, very important for, for us all. I think uh, we all enjoyed this evening, the fans, the staff, the players. Um, special special game for us and uh, yeah, a special performance, I must say. Absolutely deserved to win today from a team that was from the first moment showing uh, that we, we can do better. And uh, yeah, this was important to see. All the the things what we what we asked from the players today they delivered in a perfect way. Everybody, the starting eleven and the guys that were coming on the pitch, 
and uh, this is how it should be all the time, uh, but it is not always so easy. Bournemouth were six games unbeaten coming in tonight, the longest unbeaten run in the Premier League. What were those things that you saw from your team that made it possible to end that run tonight? Yeah, this is a never uh, a good thing for, for a team when it's long unbeaten because that means that maybe sometimes uh, the run is over and, and we have we have had from the first moment a very, very big belief that we can we can beat them here and this is what the, the guys showed uh, from the first moment and this is uh, much more important to concentrate on on your performance and on, on the things you have to do well uh, than on, on some stats for, from the past. Yeah, well, we've just got three days until Arsenal make a trip to St Mary's on Sunday. Joe, do you think Southampton can now take that momentum into a game against the league leaders? Yes, Steve, I think in many ways it's a free hit, right? I mean, nobody really expects Saints to go toe-to-toe with Arsenal. But last season, they beat beaten 1-0 at home. Obviously, it's a very different Arsenal side. They've had some quality additions with Gabriel Jesus being the main one that's really just brought their entire attack to life. So... It's going to be a real tall order against Arsenal, but it is seeing some of the quotes come through from James Ward-Prowse, the Saints skipper, after the game, saying, you know, they've got a great group of lads, they'll work hard no matter what. And the fact that, you know, he called it such a huge win, and I think it will give him confidence, especially defensively, like Dean said, for Gavin Bazuno, that'll do him the world of good to get a first clean sheet, because that's probably been chipping away at him. And we saw maybe Saints go to a back five uh, from the start against Arsenal. They showed they can play different ways um, and just be a bit more resolute and resilient. And I think we all know they have quality individuals, be it Shea Adams up top, Will Prowse from a free kick situation. Other midfielders like Al Yunusi, Armstrong, uh, both Armstrongs really, and Joe Aribo. They've got talented players who you would fancy to take a chance if it, if it popped up. So... That's a big step forward, this win at Bournemouth. Uh, and going into the game against Arsenal on Sunday, St Mary's will be rocking, be a good atmosphere. I really want to see the home fans just get behind this young team because I think now uh, we've seen that they can be resilient. They can uh, really you know, bend but not break. And that was a big, big step forward tonight against an informed Bournemouth team. So full of confidence. And like I said, these young players, if they rotate a few more into the lineup on Sunday against Arsenal then they can go out there with no fear whatsoever because um, I think many people would see Arsenal as the favourites, but that's worked out pretty well for Saints in some situations against Arsenal and some other big teams over the last few seasons. So I'm really looking forward uh, to that game at St Mary's. Yeah, as are we, Joe. And, and Dean, what about you? What are your early thoughts ahead of us taking on Mikel Arteta's men? Well, I agree with everything Joe's just said. I think the result tonight has really helped. Um, it almost becomes a bit of a a free hit against a, a brilliant Arsenal team that are playing some fantastic football and are very, very dangerous um, and picked up some fantastic results this season. So it's going to be a challenging game. It's going to be difficult. Um, but like Joe just said there, I think a change of shape um, in terms of going back to a back three or a back five and and just giving up possession and just being very, very disciplined and then using that pace on the counter-attack in Adam Armstrong, in, in Shea Adams, in Joe Aribo and then being able to try and maybe cause Arsenal problems uh, that way. So tonight's result would have really, really helped Southampton in terms of confidence and belief um, and creating an atmosphere at St Mary's for, for the game at, at the weekend. So it's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. They're playing the best team in, in the country at the moment. Um, but like we've seen from the past and like last season, we beat Arsenal at home with a brilliant 1-0 um, victory. 
I think I remember Fraser Forster making two or three brilliant saves and we may need that again and you're probably going to need a little bit of luck. Uh, uh, but Southampton have kind of got a knack about picking up good results and we've beaten Chelsea at home already this season, so who knows? Yeah, I hope we see much of the same. Well, Dean, Joe, thank you so much for joining us on both Saints Live and on the final whistle this evening. Southampton record their first win in six with three points, moving them up to 14th in the Premier League table. Now, next up, it's table toppers Arsenal who visit St Mary's. That's on Sunday, a 2pm kickoff. So we'll have another Saints Live for you from 12.45. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you then. Bye for now.